Hello, everyone, and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. My name is Brian, and sitting down and joining me today is Danny, and we're going to be talking about his experience with the Greatsword, his experience with Brimstone Sands, his hope for the future of New World. And it's going to be an exciting conversation. If you're joining us live, be sure to sound up in the comments, hit that like button, subscribe for more of these chats. We've been doing these kind of weekly uh, one-on-ones talking about all things uh, video games. And today I'm thrilled to have you back on the podcast to talk about the future of New World. Now, let's start with the most clickbaity, the most sensationalized question that you asked actually at the end of your videos. Is the Brimstone Sands update going to save New World? Yeah, I mean, it is. It isn't. It's like it's one of these questions um, that I feel a lot of people want answered, but in in some ways it doesn't really need answering. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so one one thing I did say was I actually don't think it I don't think it needs saving, sort of quote unquote saving. Uh, I actually had someone in chat today mention, you know, what they need to do to get the game back up to a million players, and I sort of said to myself, like, it doesn't need to go to a million players. Like that was why the a million? Pinnacle. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think you know it was like, oh my god, the game's dead because it's not a million players. Sort of comment i was like oh this guy man get out of here but you know people do want to see the game come back up they want to see more concurrent players and i think people uh, reference concurrent players to success and i think you're why? Uh, sort why of do you a think pioneer that? behind that it that it doesn't mean that it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that um well it never and- has it's in my perspective it's always been a a, a substitute for trust yeah that's how i've yeah. always viewed it because the thing about an MMO and, you know, a game as a service, like your time invested is paid off in some way, shape or form. Everybody's going to have that different kind of test. But when it comes to a new MMO from an unproven studio without a a franchise behind new world, new world's a fresh IP, right? So we don't see this happen at all, right? Like Wildstar last, last opportunity, last, last call. Um, Ashes of creation still isn't out. We can talk about that, you know, later if we need, but it's a substitute for the trust that you have in it. And so concurrency is like, is this game going to go on? Oh, the numbers are, or this, that means it's going to shut down, which is a massive assumption. And I, I like yeah. to, I like to disprove that assumption with mathematics. Um, people, you know, say I work for Amazon. No one's paid me yet. <laughs> I have, yeah, you know, yeah. like I have yet to <laughs> receive this ma- mythical Amazon money. I don't even own stock in Amazon. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm the idiot here, but uh, anyhow, on that note though, like, why do you do you feel like it is a, a lack of trust or do you feel like there's something else in terms of what people are using as that especially that million that million concurrent could it hit it yeah maybe but like i don't think it needs to i'm gonna let you uh handle it from here yeah i think i think that was sort of the extreme end of it and this guy i think you know maybe is a little bit on cloud nine but people do genuinely i think it's you know regardless of kind of what we say i think they do see they do see concurrent to some sort of success rate and it's it's definitely not the case but you know i think we when we look back at older games like uh, i don't know counter strike pubg still not exactly old they're still they're still rocketing they're still doing well in numbers but when yeah. people see concurrent they see okay there's a lot of players in a game which means the game should in theory be making money so the more people that are playing it the more money it can be made and the more money that's made the more time can go into development i think that's kind of how they link it together and if only 2000 people are playing it concurrently like is that enough money for a studio to keep developing and i think that they tie these together i think mm-hmm. if i was going to do it then that's how i would tie it together um sort of based on 
on on income and development and things. And I actually asked, you might be asking, but I actually asked David about this. You know, are, are you essentially earning money as a company? And uh, you know, I, I asked that question to them. So I think I think concurrent is is kind of around that. But yeah, I, it, back to the question. I I don't think it needs saving. I think they're very happy with how launch went. Very happy with how sort of the hype was, and mm -hmm. that's given them that's given them time to continue developing the game uh, for the next good period of time. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, Dave, a good period of time. So yeah, it doesn't need saving yet. It's it's still doing very well for for what, and and it seems to be they're very happy with where it is right now. Oh, they're they're incredibly happy. <laughs> and here's something that's interesting. You want to know my my theory? Um, and. I, I get that there's a, a growing community that roots for me to be wrong about things. And I, I'm like, I'm trying to like, I'm not trying to be, you know, oh, I'm always right. I'm not trying to be like a jerk about what I'm about to say. I just, I see things very differently. And it's just because of the world that I live in and the experience I have. Do you want to hear my theory about what they're building? Yes. Okay. So a little bit of context. Why the hell is Amazon investing in MMORPGs? Nobody can answer this question except for Amazon, right? Like they know yeah. what they're doing uh, or at least they have a, an idea of what they're trying to do. But when I yeah. ask that question to anybody, everybody's just like MMOs are so risky. But then you see Amazon launching New World. You see them publishing Lost Ark. You see them already building another MMO, even theory, even in theory, there could be two MMOs internal to them. We don't know. We know that there's another one that they're building native, uh, rumors of them, uh, coming in to publish, uh, throne of Liberty, uh, picking up any yep. other, uh, other MMO out there. And then ultimately, you know, I even, I even speculate that depending on where the state lost arc is in, that they might try to pick up and publish that game as well, just to continue to have this pedigree of the MMORPG. And, in my mind, like if I was, if you were asking me, you know, I'm, I'm not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, but you're like, where, Hey Brian, where should I put my money? It's like, I wouldn't invest in MMOs. Well, there's something that, that really kind of dawned on me recently is it comes down to prime gaming. Prime gaming is this really interesting service. And I don't know if one of two things could be true. They're either trying to and going to increase the overall cost of Amazon Prime and include more of this uh, Prime Gaming features within that as a service, or they're going to look to try and make Prime Gaming its own standalone service. And one of the things that I think you do with that is you actually offer a wide selection of games as a service, meaning we don't, I don't think we're going to see a single MMO that survives solely off of subscriptions and New World does not have a subscription. But imagine saying, hey, you get your free Prime sub, you get all this extra stuff, you know, you get your battle passes or whatever in New World and this and that. All of a sudden, they're going to make that a very tempting offering as a standalone product, right? So that's my theory. I, my theory is that they're building out a, a massive amount of trying to build out a value so that they can take their service which is bundled as a part of prime amazon prime and make it and see if they can make it stand up on its own that's some that's some big brain thinking man that is some big brain. and you I'm know i'm saying what? that publicly so that i can call back to this in the future <laughs> like, when it comes true because it's like yeah. gosh i know like people are like gosh i hope brian's wrong you know like but brian called 14 right you know like i'll at the end of the end of the day like i there will be the video of like I, I don't know how to title it but i was like told you you know like when it comes to new world like 
I, I get that there's an emotional view that people take when it comes to MMOs. And I just factor out all the feelings and I just look at data. And that's where I kind of come to my, you know, crazy conclusions that are antithetical and against internet popular opinion. But that's just not, I can't, you know, like they called me an idiot for believing that 14 could be, could be reborn. And, um, you know what, here I stand proud of, you know, the fact that I said that, <laughs> it, no, we're good. <laughs> it makes absolute sense, you know, especially with the sort of rumors that they were talking about EA. They were, there was mm -hmm. something that happened about EA. I'm currently very, you know, lucky to be sponsored by this amazon gaming week that's happening right now and if oh, you're looking i don't know what that look, is <laughs> yeah well if you look into that it's everything gaming so it's not just uh games themselves that they're you know they're tying that into amazon.com where yeah. they have all these deals on computers consoles peripherals games themselves and you know when you start to think about okay they have they have literally everything a gamer wants people spend a lot of money on gaming if they can then offer something like an xbox game pass within amazon prime yeah oh they are winning you i know? wouldn't be surprised if they do like I, ea is an interesting thing now ea doesn't own the license to fifa anymore like there's some value that's driven in ea that i think is inflated by some of these exclusive licensed properties yeah. not owned but ea does own a lot of decent properties and when you start to think about it imagine them taking mass effect and turning that into an mmo imagine them trying to like if they won the reboot anthem you know i think games as a service just like we're seeing sony lean deeply into games as a service i think that's going to be one of the driving factors behind why do you want to get in on this subscription model and it's the games that continue to provide value and then it doesn't matter if you're playing new world today and then you go off to play the uh, Lost Ark tomorrow. And then, oh, yeah. Throne of Liberty the next day. And, oh, by the way, it's been a year. Now you're coming back to check out all the stuff that's changed in New World. Like, that's the loop that they actually care about. Are you in our ecosystem or are you not? And if we can keep you in this ecosystem, I don't, you know, like, it doesn't matter. And the fact is, and I see Chad actually pointing it out. Let's see here. Yeah. They own the servers. Like... That is some of the most powerful things in, in mind because when it comes down to cost, it's like, like Amazon's just printing money and they're like, all right, well, you can have some servers. It's not a problem. Like it doesn't cost us, you know, it's not costing us anything. We're just not charging, you know, we're just internalizing that as an expense and writing it off on our taxes. So we don't pay taxes, but you'll be, yeah. but you'll be paying taxes in new world. For sure, for yeah. sure. It's a it's a great discussion. I you know just lot, I guess maybe last thing from my, I'm looking here on on this page in the gaming week and it has everything from music to the peripherals to the mm -hmm. consoles themselves to the games, you know, and then obviously selling other people's games on yeah. their platform. So like you said, it's it's kind of like a an Apple ecosystem where everything is built within that and you live within Amazon. And that's all that on one side of the coin is extremely scary. On the flip side. <laughs> you know it's genius by them if everything can be done within one place yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting yeah. for sure now i want to bring uh back up uh this comment that we got from uh, fat jay saying um do the devs really care for our ideas are they really open to our ideas or are they did you get a vibe that they know better for you know kind of like that thing you think you do but you don't vibe what kind of vibe <laughs> have you gotten from the devs um early on it was a we know better vibe you know i think that I, 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 I kind of said this before, I think Amazon is a big studio and I think that for you to progress as a developer potentially within the studio, you have to come up with ideas and you have to, to be, you know, create something successful. So taking what we know as a dungeon and renaming it an expedition 
I think is someone's idea of making this new and fresh and like, hey, I did this and hey, I mm -hmm. did that. Same with the orbs, the keys and stuff. Um, but they have listened, you know, they, we didn't like the orbs. They've changed it. You know, I, I sat there the other day um, and spoke to David around PvP missions. Now I got a chance mm -hmm. to ask David about PvP missions through one of their dev update videos. And I said, quite, quite honestly, I think they're trash. And <laughs> fair enough, they never asked me again for my opinion on that. <laughs> they oh, said, yeah. don't ask me any questions. But I sat there with him um, the other week when I got invited to London and we spoke about it. And, you know, they actually kind of agree that the PV missions are not where they need to be and they're re-looking really at things. So I think that they implement their ideas first because, you know, that's the way it works. And then when they realize that it doesn't work, some things are really good that they've done, but other things are not. And they are they are genuinely listening. Um, they are genuinely changing things based off what we as a community community suggest. So it's a it's a bit of a mix, I'd say. But they definitely are open for ideas for sure. Yeah, I get that feeling as well. Like a couple ideas that I've I've had, especially as it relates to PvP. Remember when uh, they basically the incentive was to go all to uh, one zone. I, I can't even remember Great now. Cleave. Great cleave. <laughs> And yeah. do the PvP missions, and it ended up being this kind of thing. I would really love to see them basically take like a weekly rotator and pick one or two zones and say, hey, crazy open world PvP bonuses and all kinds of stuff. You're going to do all this. And I think maybe leaderboards will help out a little bit, you know, in that in that, in that that regards, being able to track more information. But I, I would love to see something because... Just like with the uh, the depths, or well, I don't know why I said the depths, just like with the mutators and how they rotate each week. Like, yep. yeah, just like pick pick a zone, pick two zones, and make that a hotbed of crazy PvP action so that if you're looking for that open world PvP, like this is the zone this week that you want to go jump in on, and it's going to be crazy, and there's going to be rewards, and you'll just get rewards for standing in there flagged. I don't care. Like, whatever they would have to do. And I think that would drive people into that because who knows what zone each week is coming up. And then that gives you a whole different, you know, the whole different vibe. What do you think about that? Is that something that you would be interested in? Yeah, I was going to say, we actually, actually, we actually spoke about that. I spoke to David, uh, the dev and I said, look, do you remember great cleave and how, mm -hmm. how awesome it was? And he was like, yeah, we were watching it. It was amazing. The sort of concentration of players in one particular area was absolutely mad and really, really fun. Obviously the plan that wasn't the plan for them because people are obviously using it to kind of kind of skip PvP, um, the PvP reward track. You know, they were using it to kind of boost it and that wasn't the idea. So they changed it, but they did confirm that they loved seeing that. They loved seeing the community kind of come to a particular place and and essentially fight. And it was it seemed to be across the board like a really positive thing. People really enjoyed, you know the fighting and it was it was a good positive thing so yeah i would absolutely love to see it i would like to see it become a thing that's kind of tied into the game so something like a caravan system so when you're upgrading mm -hmm. when you're upgrading the town or upgrading your fort the materials get sort of taken from the town to the fort and on route you have to be flagged to defend it or attack it and things like that i think that could be really cool that's tied into the world um i don't know what they will or what they what they won't do but i would love to see things like that so your idea works absolutely perfectly particular places uh with concentrated amounts of players to create some sort of P 
PvEVP scenario yeah. would be phenomenal. Would be really oh, yeah. cool to come to the game. Yeah. Imagine some kind of crazy capture the flag thing. It's like, hey guys, all right, if you can get this, you know, your faction's gonna, you know, I don't know. Like, there's there's so much potential for this game. It's it's exciting just because it feels like we're just sitting on this epic amount of potential, and it just kind of that 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 does require a little bit of patience. That does yeah. require a little bit of you know, in a way of forgiveness to sit down and say like, yeah, like it's it's fun. There's problems. Everybody who's playing it knows like, yeah, you're going to, there's some, there's some things you're going to uh, get frustrated by. Is there any, like, if you were going to put like a top three list of the current biggest three frustrations you have with the game right now, um, what would those be? Oh man, that's a, that's a, put me on the spot moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> pr probably the, as I'm playing on the daily, the biggest thing that annoys me is the equip load statuses um so heavy versus medium versus light i think we all know at the moment light is the best way to mitigate damage rather than being heavy so mm -hmm. looking at the equip load would be really important for me um but like the next big thing would be territory control mm -hmm. but not necessarily the control of territory but how you get into control of territory so the main thing being open world pvp before the wars so obviously the pvp missions essentially that needs to be looked at um um that would probably be the top two really i don't know if i, I can think of any more maybe just obviously the general desync from time to time just the performance is a bit meh. but yeah i think i think those those are really important for me that they they look at relatively quickly because it's quite a big part of the game as well now before we talk more about the great sword and just the new zone itself and your experience within that because i got a lot of interesting questions at least from my perspective have they given any more hints or updates regarding like loadouts uh, in terms of like being able to build because we got the group finder now and they talked about future updates for that and within the group finder you assign a role and i'm just like my goodness like i would love <laughs> to be able to take any of this gear and just bundle it into like here's this loadout here's this loadout is they do they give any hints or any uh, discussion about that while you're uh, working with the devs kind of yeah kind of <laughs> there was definitely a an off the record type discussion oh, okay. um and one of the one of the big questions we asked we i think we sort of me and baggers we kind of put them in a position where we said right uh, i think it was swimming mounts mm. loadouts like those are the three biggest comments that i get every new what's happening video. yeah what's They're happening like, with have these they added things swimming yet have they added mounts yet <laughs> Have they added loadouts yet? Like those are yeah. in a way, like probably the three biggest kind of pain points that I think uh, players who fall in a way, you know, are looking to, to see if they want to return. People are talking about that. Yeah. So there wasn't confirmation, but there was this, the discussion kind of went, went along the lines of one of these three should probably be coming in the, you know, in the near future let's say uh but no confirmation of anything there's no okay. uh black and white like this is what it's going to be but it was something along these lines is going to come soon and the only thing that i think that makes really the most sense in the game at the moment is gear sets you know mm -hmm. inventory storage and inventory management is a pain even if you are extremely organized it's still a pain in the butt so i think inventory uh, sort of gear sets or loadouts have want to call them i think they're coming soon like really i, I hope that's the the kind of the surprise thing that we get because i felt like with the musical instruments of the summer update that was yeah. kind of like surprise and i was really yeah. i really liked that surprise and if they did that if they pulled a loadout surprise with this like uh fall update i think that would actually serve a lot because 
Then essentially the question pivots to this, is that one of the things, the, the way I answered your question in your video when I was kind of like going through all the information yesterday was, I think the thing that in terms of player retention is going to come down to what happens next. The fall update is the last part of the public roadmap that we've been given. And yep. I'm hoping that they'll sit down and kind of either give us a brand new roadmap for year two. Um, but I'd like to see, because when it comes down to trust, I'd love to see some kind of, uh, you know, even if it's ethereal, like here's our plan for year two. We know we have, we have that pretty solid, what we can expect. And then here's what we would like to get, you know, maybe in year three. And like that way, if there's like, let's say mounts or let's say swimming, they're like, well, swimming and mounts aren't in year two. Let's just be upfront about that. So expectations aren't, oh, maybe it's going to be this spring or something like that. But then essentially it's like, okay, we would like to do something of that. And we're still working on it. And we're still kind of drafting it. Maybe that's year three, or maybe that's year four. I think if you're communicative about it, when people ask about, hey, when's swimming or hey, when's this? Well, you know, that gives us as content creators the ability to kind of like point to the roadmap and be like, well, this yeah. is what they're thinking as opposed to like, well, we don't know, you know, like, do we really need it? Like, well, clearly if someone's asking about it. They want to know. And if the answer is going to be no, at least for the next couple of years, like let it, let the answer be no, you know, that's my, yeah. my view on it. Have the, do you expect them to kind of sit down with everybody like sometime after the brimstone sands and detail out a, a, a new, you know, couple of, you know, new year of content for the game. Yeah. yeah. There is an, there is a new roadmap. Have, have you seen on it? The horizon. No, okay. I haven't seen it. Uh, I've, I've really tried, man. I was in, I was in the, <laughs> I really tried to get some more juicy some, information. Some I was like, yes, it kidnap him. Tell me until, tell me, but no, that, they did confirm that a new roadmap's coming. He did confirm that, um scott has a big announcement some point soon yeah. as well which i think they actually kind of said on on the dev video as well but he confirmed that you know in our in our event too and yeah I think, it sounds very exciting to be i honest. think they need to make that sometime in september around the one year anniversary um because then you can say hey in october this is all getting added and then by the way whether that ends up being a paid expansion or just like or no paid expansions and they're just gonna be like hey we're gonna keep updating it and every quarter you can expect really cool and big fun things from us. I, I don't know what, what play they're going to go with, but I think, and also I want to hear kind of a conversation about monetization. Um, did they talk, did they, uh, any conversation about battle passes? Cause I know that was a part of their, like, a, you know, part of their fan, fan, you know, their thing yeah. that they were kind of talking about. And a lot of people were like, Oh, this game's going to be pay to win. And then it's so funny <laughs> because I've seen so many people be like, I'll never play a pay to win game. And then they were like, I'm all about Diablo immortal. I'm all about <laughs> yeah, lost Ark. Like yeah. you, like let's all just be hypocrites together. Right. Shall we? <laughs> yeah. Any, uh, any conversations about like a battle pass or future monetization plans? Um, not, not specifically around that, but kind of, as I mentioned earlier, I, when I got a chance to sit down with him and ask him the question, I said to him, you know, does new world make enough money to keep being developed and the answer basically was we're going to keep developing the game so yeah. he didn't show me how much money they're making of course <laughs> but it sounded like they made enough money from launch mm -hmm. to uh, at least fund a couple of years more of development and i think uh, going along with what you said earlier they would like to see new world become a success they're going to keep grinding and they keep pushing the development on this because if new world's a success it goes very well with all these other MMOs they're trying to get their hands on or publish and things like that. And if New World yeah. fails, that's going to look really bad for the rest of them. It, so. it becomes a very hard thing to do because I think that breaks trust. When people are like, yeah. I'm not going to trust them yet, I don't blame them. They've been burned by other companies. In my mind, it's like, well, 
I'm going to trust that they believe what they say they're going to do. And then if they decide to like pack up shop and, and like quit, then any other thing that they do, I'm like, I'm, I don't know. Like you've already proven that you're not going to stick it out through the hard times because essentially I think the MMO is the story of kind of the first three years are like the hardest point because you got You're building out your community. You're building out trust. You're building out communication and they're doing, I think they're doing the real work. They're putting out updates, you know, to us once a month they're you know honestly i think doing a really good job at that i feel very communicated i feel very heard and that's important in order for my investment in, into the game now let's talk about brimstone let's talk about the great sword let's talk about ultimate abilities that <laughs> yeah we'll start with ult ultimates that was the most surprising yeah and so you got to play around with them they're driven from the hearthstone uh which is a part of the level 60 you know msq uh, do those unlock at 60? Is that when you get your ultimate ability? So what kind of happened was we we essentially went to this event. We kind of went down into the cellar of this London building. And I was like, oh, my God, where the hell are we? Like, I'm going to get kidnapped. This is all a fake. <laughs> this is all, this is all, I'm, I'm dead. But no, when we got there, it was actually amazing. And they had this big TV with this big sort of presentation ready. And it was about four of us, five of us in there. It was like me, Baggins, um, one other, and a couple of plus ones. And... I had no idea they were looking to do an ultimate and I had no idea that they were changing a few other things, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but we didn't actually get a chance to follow any sort of quest line yeah. or ask too many questions around that. What essentially happened was like most PTRs, you jump on the PTR, you get a bunch of boxes in your inventory uh, and I opened a couple and bam, like all these hard gem runes appeared. And I was like, what the hell is this? And yeah, we managed to kind of pop them on and, and sort of play around with them. So I, I did actually honestly have a list of things that I wanted to check, such as what is this? Check the crafting tables, check this, see what's what's going on. Because once the sort of initial hype is over, people want to understand the detail, how things work. And yeah. I had really failed massively nah, as a creator. Dude, I was just playing. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So it just felt really good to to use it to see it and i think that's more important than the detail because they're going to open it up <laughs> on the ptr and you're going to be able to go on and everybody's going to be able to go in and kind of crowdsource we're going to get notes kind of going over the detail i honestly think like i, I would have i would have done the same thing like it would have been all about <laughs> the feeling of it as yeah. opposed to like you know okay this is how this unlocks etc because all that will come when we get hands-on in the in the content creator community we'll start breaking it all all, all down you know so it's like no 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 like i think it's more about like <laughs> did it feel good because if it's like if you went yeah. and you're like the ultimates they feel like you know bunk then it's like oh bummer you know yeah <laughs> there was definitely a f f yeah. huge cannon i was like oh my gosh that was wicked that yeah. was wicked there was definitely a few of them that felt like they're going to be more powerful than others. Like that was something that really felt true. Um, and it, and I also feel like you would be crafting these. I don't think you would get them as drops. That is just purely an opinion. I didn't check. I, I haven't, I have no solid information behind that, but I feel like it's going to be a crafted item. Could be wrong on that, but I'm fine with yeah. both. Like one of the things I always want to always encourage is like, I, if they, let's say they ever add raids, you know, to the game. I hope that we already have a raid in the game. You know, we got the chest runs and Merc Guard and things like that. I yep. think that it's like if they add a instance raid, make sure there's also an open world raid that that takes advantage of that same kind of tool set and content, right? Like, I don't want the game to become an instant simulator. And so, like, when it comes to the rune uh, runestones, like, yeah, like, don't leave crafters behind. 
don't create yeah. systems that it's like i don't know why you leveled your grafting you know it's like nobody <laughs> yeah. like only uh, only a handful of people felt like that was interesting no 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 like always drive as much value especially into that economy because the economy will then bring value to the content all of a yeah. sudden you're like oh man i did this and i made all this money and then i could go buy a legendary or oh i got that legendary to drop like it gives me a player multiple pathways to kind of achieve my goals right as opposed to yeah. like the only way to get the best gear the only way to get this rune is to go run the raid and it's like well that might not work for my schedule you know and so then I find that it's like, well, I can go do that and I can go this other path. It might be longer, you know, it might take me more, you know, different avenues, but I'm chipping away at it as opposed to like, well, I can't really get a, get slotted into this, you know, predefined group, et cetera. So that's yeah. cool. So I, I was watching your video a couple of times cause I was trying to go through it. Like, is there a rune that gives you like an auto res, like a, like a re-res kind of aspect? Because that's something I was like, as a healer, I would really appreciate. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's an idea that, for the Amazon yeah. devs that they're listening. Like, well, uh, this, you know, give me this a This system is something that they can start to expand on. Oh, you know, yeah. It's infinitely expandable. So there we go then the next rune coming in exactly <laughs> that's, rune. that's what i thought like at first i was like this is an excellent starting point like all yeah. of a sudden it's like you and it adds a lot of build diversity already yeah. to the to the amount of options because it's like what do you want to choose what what rune and ultimate do you want to bring and it's not always up it's that ultimate it ends up i think adding in a lot of characterization and i think that means in the in the grand scheme of things we can start to see new ideas brought in that don't break yeah. the overall game. It's like, oh, okay, we thought of this new cool ultimate ability. There's a new rune for it, right? Just Check like with in. the new gems that they're adding in in a way to kind of help bolster yeah. that and kind of drive that, you know, that kind of grind. Um, yeah. What's your favorite ultimate right now? <laughs> I mean, visually, the cannon. Like, it's <laughs> so cool. I mean, you just pull out a cannon out of nowhere, straight off a ship, boom, you blast the cannon. Um, but I, I think, yeah, visually, the cannon is fantastic. I think the one where you fly up in the air, we've been we've been memeing about it, really. You know, we, we haven't been able to swim, but we're now flying. flying. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do genuinely think the roots, the roots are going to be very, very powerful from both for pve and pvp standpoint but they all they're all really cool to be honest they all like they're very creative and, and good runes but yeah canon visually canon is fantastic <laughs> all right so let's uh transition to the conversation about the great sword obviously they talked about stance dancing it sounds like at least that's what i gathered is it something yeah. where you literally are switching like i'm this tree then i'm this tree um how, how does that work how does that feel um so as as earlier i just picked up the great sword looked at the tree i was like oh just clicked everything on the left tree because it was red and offensive so i just picked everything um and then when we started to get into a bit more detail we started to figure out how it worked um my knowledge and my understanding is you could pick something from both the offensive and defensive tree and your stance works off you uh, sort of initiating an ability using an ability so when you use something from the defensive tree you have x amount of time in this defensive stance and okay. vice versa when you go into the offensive um that's my understanding of how it works i am very excited to get in and try it in a bit more detail and see if we can bounce off a defensive to an offensive stance and, and things like that so that's my understanding you don't kind of press a button and switch between the two it right. kind of organically I might, because then works. all of a sudden like then in my mind that makes the great sword 
the be all end all like oh you get six skills with Everything. this be a stancing and you know etc so being the yeah. ability that you fire off then would determine your stance actually is the most i think pretty logical outside of then adding in another button i saw the yeah. the ultimates i'm like as a controller player i'm like all right i'm already trying to like brainstorm like where do i put that on the controller guide etc you know and uh you know i'm hoping still for native controller support but i know that <laughs> they keep adding in all these extra buttons i'm like all right, gotta get, I gotta get creative. <laughs> gotta get my all right, guys. Challenge, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Um, okay, but how does how does it feel then compared to the weapons that we currently have? It's a two handed weapon, correct? So, like in my mind, yep. I think spear, great sword. Uh, sorry, great axe, uh, warhammer. Um, how how would it rate to you in terms of like those other weapons? Where do you feel it falls? Um. It's it's such it's such a difficult one because I've had conversations with a lot of people lately and people are saying they're going to use it as a tank weapon. They're going to pair it with uh, a sword and shield and, and have it as a really sort of heavy defensive build. Some people are saying they're going to run it with a bow. I'm like, what? Okay, cool. I like yeah. that. Other people are saying they're going to use it with a great uh, great axe, great sword, warhammer, great sword. Um, so pretty much anything that runs with decks from a DPS point of view, is going to be very, very powerful. Dex and strength, should I say. So mm -hmm. any, anything that is a primary strength or primary dex weapon will really pair well with the greatsword. Is this um, a primary dex then strength? Or you said, do they scale evenly? Like, is that... How's that yes. break the game? <laughs> so my, my, my brain doesn't really compute, but it scales evenly. Um, apparently it's 50, 50, 50 between strength and dex. So that would be the first weapon that actually does that. Cause it's traditionally yeah. on a two stat weapon, you get like a 0.9 for the main stat and then you get 0.65 for the secondary stat, as yep. opposed to kind of like a, you know, one, one to one for like a single statted weapon. So this would be like literally like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like, you can go full dex build, you know, if necessary, you know, yeah. is that the, it the idea that you're getting? Yeah, that's the idea, and I also feel like it's definitely sort of a risk versus reward. You know, it's a it's a high reward and a high risk weapon. So, you know, I, I saw at one point we had a base damage. You know, when you set all your stats on the right hand side, it, the base damage was like seventeen hundred. Mm -hmm. This was on uh, Scythe when he was running light, but I I jeweled him as a heavy, and I had nowhere near that, and I basically one shot him because he had unloaded some skills because he then was in this stance where he can take more damage. Mm -hmm. He had a he had a hell of a lot more to give, but because he was able to take more damage, you know, he was just he was just gone. So it's definitely a high risk, high reward weapon. And I I've not re not really seen that yet. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, it's gonna be really, really interesting to see how this unfolds. But yeah, scales evenly, you can do a lot of damage and you can also take a lot of damage with this weapon. So it's it's I I'm very I'm really, really excited to see how people kind of put this out to the field how does it feel to swing in terms of like it's like attack speed versus something like a just a normal long sword or even the other uh two like uh two-handed weapons like is does it feel like it's got a long you know attack are you opening yourself up to a lot of different attacks while you're trying to do your base attack or is it actually relatively fast in comparison um it feel the best way for me to explain it is like it feels like it's meant to be there it feels like it's feels like it's meant to be in the game it feels like it's going to fit very well with everything everything else so i primarily i play warhammer uh blunderbuss at the moment mm -hmm. but in a small scale environment the warhammers it's so slow that everyone can read every ability that you do i feel like the great sword is going to be kind of in between that so i think it's fast enough 
that you'll be able to do some some good small scale fights and sort of use a you know, kind of skill based type weapon but also um if you use the heavy attacks it can also take it can take a long time it's a lot of damage output there is obviously something on the tree that allows you to do a heavy attack the same time you do a light attack hmm. which is is kind of it feels a little bit crazy but again you are you are able to take more damage when you start to do these things so it's uh it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, interesting weapon but yeah it feels good it feels like you're not going to be uh, people will not be able to just completely walk out of all your attacks it's, it's fast enough that you can hit but also you know if someone's pretty skilled they can block this they can counter you for example i feel like it's going to fit in nicely so in terms of that then we've seen them or at least as a part of like earlier leaks about having daggers right and so yeah uh, essentially kind of the, the assumption was like okay we're gonna we got the void gauntlet okay we got blunderbuss daggers you know maybe great sword because we hadn't seen that yet uh did they prioritize the great sword because of asmongold <laughs> uh i don't think so <laughs> there was no confirmation of that but <laughs> no I, I genuinely think the great sword was sort of really up there on everyone's list obviously including asmongold i'm sure but um i haven't heard any news about anything else yet i think the last dev video we had was there was the daggers were on the table there was a discussion around potentially wielding something else with the, the shield as well. And there yeah. was lots of discussions and lots of things on the table. But Greatsword was the one that was high up on there. And I haven't heard anything else, actually. No no news of any other weapons yet. So Yeah, I think that's going to be what's really exciting to see kind of what they bring out. Because there's a lot of still opportunity for new weapons that can kind of bring in different kind of play styles. Like after they did music, a part of me was like, man, I wish we had like a support style weapon. And I yeah. still want, I still want like a lightning staff or something like that to kind of pair, uh, you know, as an elemental, you know, style magic. And then I think for me, like outside of like, like daggers and, and obviously lightning magic, um, you know, like I'd like to see them split the shield off a sword and allow shield to be its own like tree. And then yeah. you could pair that with the hatchet or pair it with, you know, like a single handed yeah. weapon or something like that. And even the daggers, like I wonder if it's like when they were started, cause they, they said they were going to look into it and I was like, well, we haven't heard about it. I don't think it's going to be a, a, like a quick fix. Meaning I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it this year. Um, yeah. but it's like, that would be something really thrilling because then it opens up, I think more tanking options, but obviously, like you said, the great sword can, you know, be paired and brought in as, you know, maybe a, even a tanking thing with its defensive, you know, tree. I think that'd be uh, really cool. I see Chad actually talking about even pistols. Um, yeah see. Know. so man i like there's already like weapons kind of in the game that we've seen enemies have like that's why lightning for me i was like we we know there's lightning magic we just we just can't wield it and that's just yeah. something i like the um so um i want to talk did you get experience any of the the new uh starting game i know you gotta like r did you run into the any of the uh the like everfall and because uh, i saw we both saw it from the video but did you get to go run around this those cities we were, we were asked politely not to visit them and not to capture them so i was i was like mm, is anyone looking maybe i can sneak down there but <laughs> no i i fully respected their wishes to not go down there so we didn't get a chance to see them firsthand and i think potentially it's like a work in progress so maybe mm. we saw sort of the front you know uh, you know sometimes when they're doing buildings they they put a nice picture up at the front and because the work's still happening in the background i think it's a bit of that i think while we were while we were here that is you know the final touches are sort of being being placed with yeah. uh, the town so i didn't get a chance to experience them firsthand which i'm kind of gutted about but we started to compare 
there were two different maps. So obviously we got a chance to see the map in in game, mm -hmm. also on, on the event, and then the map now. And we're starting to like pinpoint where all these places are going to be and, and what's changing and things like that. So that was really exciting, actually. So how much time do you actually get to spend walking around uh, the, the the new zone? About an hour and about an hour and a half. So what did you all experience? Like you went to the like it's it looks like a city. Like it looks like. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. A lot of the, I, I've seen a lot of chat in game, even before this event and even like online where people are like, oh man, like I would, we want to see like a, a city city, not like these kind of settlements, but like a, a thriving city with all kinds of things. Is that the vibe that you get when walking through? And how long did it take you to get from one point to the other in the city? Uh, so the city, the city felt like twice or three times as big as all the current towns that we've got. I, I felt really... I felt like it was a ghost town, though. Well, I felt yeah, like, like how many creators were there? Like, three, yeah, four? no, sorry. I'm, I mean, in, in terms of like, I feel like they missed out on so much opportunity to kind of make the town like lively through like an NPC standpoint. So, mm -hmm. you know, I went to, the, the, I found these Roman baths mm -hmm. and there was like two NPCs in there. It could be kind of cool if you had, you know, some NPCs in there and you just hear some sort of chatter and, you know, kind of bring the city to life. It really felt like there was this insanely epic you know roman city that no one, no one's living there and i know it needs to be populated by players mm -hmm. but i really think that they missed out on some sort of finer details where they could bring some life to the towns maybe some music near the tavern or you know whatever it may be just something that brings life to the to the town so the town was huge it just felt a little bit like hmm uh Hmm, yeah, there's something was missing from it, you know, but it, it was beautiful. It really was amazing. Did they, did they start you off in the town or did you yeah. have to run to it? No, we, we started off sort of in the end, like the main entrance to the town um, where you kind of look over sort of like a plaza, I guess, where all the crafting stations and, and stuff are. Okay. And then uh, so you explored the town. Uh, how did you get to see uh, how much of the zone overall did you get to go run around and explore? Uh, I can see... Uh, siphon chat so between us we pretty much experienced all of it um there, there was sort of a uh, you know a, a challenge you know dave said this this zone is big you're not gonna get a chance to to see it all and we're like okay <laughs> challenge right. accepted let's you go got it. you got it we, we didn't get to see it all um but we got a real vibe of pretty much everywhere i managed to get into like one of the elite zones where we saw this truly epic sort of glowing fiery roman boss that just absolutely kicked my butt and threw me straight <laughs> out of this zone i thought okay man i'm leaving i'm sorry um yeah some sort of like the swampy acidy type area which was super cool um we obviously get we got to we got a chance to go home with baggins to the um, expedition two mm -hmm. and we just sort of run around and checked out all the zones and you know it was very well made in terms of design wise it was beautiful mobs were really nice does it feel um, yeah, populated? Because just... like in terms of the current zones, I always felt like the zones themselves felt very lively, very active, whether I was just doing solo content or like, obviously you're not seeing other players running around, but the concern is, is that you made the zone three times long, bigger, but that just means you spread out the <laughs> volume. And so it ends up having bigger gaps of empty space. Does it feel, uh, you know, like tight? Does it feel like there's a lot uh, going on or did it just feel like it's bigger, but that means that instead of having these things together, that they're just spread out a little bit. Yeah, I think whoever come up with the idea of turning it into a desert knew what he was doing or what she was doing because 
there's not much in the desert <laughs> so <laughs> you, they just made it bigger and no there was parts of you know there was definitely parts of it that made you feel like you're in a desert you, there was nothing really mm-hmm. um and it felt very barren and it felt very uh, very desert like to be honest and that was kind of what i wanted to see and then there was moments where you would go into a little oasis or something but oh wow there's lots of life in here there's some water there's palm trees there's not excuse me not palm trees cactus cacti and things like that and that was really nice and really exciting and there was some kind of cool details you know when you when you cut down a cactus you got like one bucket of water mixed with you know the cactus tree and like little details like that were really cool but it definitely felt very uh, very barren across most of it until you got to kind of these pois and when you got to the pois there was lots of mobs there and and things happening the uh, in terms of gathering because like obviously cut down a cactus tree are there did you see if there was any like new resources that were coming out of the desert. That's one of the things yeah. we've often like wondered is like, will we see glass make its way out of like the, you know, the desert for some reason or, or things like that. What did you think? Yeah, we, we were, um, we were looking earlier now I'm trying to, I was just, while you're talking, I was like, please remind, please remember what they were. I can't remember off the top of my head what we saw, but just watching through back, watching back through the footage today, I think I saw maybe seven, eight, nine new materials, nice. new raw materials, new foods, um, poison sacks from the, um, uh, from the scorpions. scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. And there was sort of a, I can't remember what it's called, um, but essentially like the hard shell from the, from the scorpion was, was another, uh, another resource. So there was, there is new resources here, which is great because a couple of people made some comments like, Ugh. Why should I go to Brimstone and just do nothing and just explore? Um, and they're, they're actually putting in resources which are unique to that zone, which I think is really cool. So hopefully people will have to go there if they want to get a particular item, which is which is really cool. So in terms of, I guess, level 60 and end game, obviously you're not like progressing on your, your character. Uh, has there been any talks? Because like one of the things I noticed, obviously the, the, the enemies are all like, this isn't a level, this is a level 60 zone. Uh, you know, this is like you getting the cap, but one of the things I really have been missing is any kind of post progression that's beyond like the expertise. I've been wanting a just XP to actually mean anything. Were you yeah. getting any XP rewards? Was there any talk about, you know, hey, we're looking at revamping kind of this this post game progression system at all? Mm, honestly, no, ah. um, that there was nothing really around that. I think f- the vibes that I got was they're really focusing on you know, making sure that the expeditions are really good. It sounds like there's a discussion around OPR to make sure that mm. OPR works really well. Um, obviously, arenas, they're just tying up and trying to make sure that these sort of, in the modes that we can go into actually really work the way they're intended to work. Okay. Um, there was no sort of, yeah, no. I, I would really like to see it happen. Same as sort of, you know, what you suggested there. You don't have to stop at 60. You're once you once you reach 61 like or fake 61 mm-hmm. yeah you know you you get a uh, hundred umbral shards or whatever it may be something, yeah something. it doesn't have to be it, i honestly would say it doesn't even need to be the most efficient it could be the slowest form of end game progression but <laughs> yeah. like all right i'm just out here killing things i'm out here running these dungeons like even if these enemies aren't dropping massive amounts of experience like i look at the you experience see. boosters that are part of the the faction zone and i'm like oh those would actually be valuable if you didn't have this level cap at 60 and they, they added it for, for crafting and gathering. And I'm just like, Oh man, I want it for weapons and I want it for, for just base level post progression 
Yeah. Just give me the static little like, you know, chipping away, man. And that's just something I continue. Like, I'm sure they're going to get annoyed by my feedback because that's my constant <laughs> feedback on that. Besides native controller support. That's just it really of... makes sense, though. It really does make sense. And it's just like you say, it, it's it's something that doesn't have to mean anything at all. But once you start to see this little XP bar go up constantly, it's just that form of yeah actual progression constantly with your character. And maybe you get a small reward at the end or yeah. something, anything. And that's that's. It's a big thing, you know, for people. So I'd love they, they I'd have like these, to see that. They have these little coffers. Like, they already have, I think, a lot of the, the base stuff of, like, oh, here's this treasure coffer of random rewards. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, this big fanfare. You know, it just is like, thanks. Yeah, you want to go, you know, continue to fish. And, and now you're, like, you know, you hit fake 61 or, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like 60 plus one or whatever they want to uh, detail yeah. it out. I think that'd be really, really thrilling. Um, so you got to go hands-on uh, with the new expedition. Obviously, you, uh, you said you didn't clear it because you guys were going in uh, as a three-man uh, with the, with the content itself. But uh, was that because there was nobody else on the server to play with you guys, or was it just the three of you uh, jumping into it? So this the the room was uh, where the event was. The room was kind of set up. There was like a couple computers here, and they were sort of. It reminded me of like an old rum or an old wine cellar, like mm -hmm. really really cool and a really great great environment but they're sort of like little areas um and there was four computers set up at the back so that's where me baggins and Sife ended up basically going and, and hanging out so we spoke to us three more than i think there was three other people playing um at the same time but they were sort of a little bit away and everyone was kind of capturing their own content and just doing their own thing but because we were all there we we're all shouting at each other and you know being gamers basically and having a good time and we said let's let's go in the expedition and we just got us three together to go in and um we sort of did that basically the way it works we kind of all jumped in we just did our own thing for a little bit um i had a couple of jewels of scythe and then we got a chance to interview david as well so baggins went first and i went after um and then we kind of had like our final time to just chill after lunch and, and play the game so we said hey let's just let's just play the expedition so i think we might have been able to get through it but it was actually quite big and there was lots to do and we were essentially we just ran out of time you know um they needed to pack up and people were going home and lives and stuff so we just ran out of time essentially on the event to get through even further out of the current uh, pool of level 60 uh expeditions like what is your uh what is your top uh top three Ooh, um, top, top expedition, I think, will be uh, Barnacles and Black Powder. <laughs> yeah, I was... N not I just because it's piracy. <laughs> I was like, all right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I, I, I do, I think there's a there's quite a bit of copy and paste in there, and that kind of let me down a bit, but the big the big pirate boss, freaking awesome. Like, mm -hmm. it's really cool, and we haven't seen those mechanics anywhere else, really, in the game. So, for me, it was really nice and new and fresh when it got to there. And the final boss, man, she's savage. I was in there for two and a half hours a couple yeah. of days ago. People were just laughing at me all day, but it was that was great fun. It's sort of new. Um, then it'll probably be Tempest. I think Tempest is a really nice visual dungeon as well. Um, and then just for the sheer farm ability, it would be Genesis. So they're, they're my top three expeditions, really. I like them. I think they're cool. Yeah. The, uh, when uh, did you get to see any kind of new mechanics that were a part of the uh, the Brimstone uh, expedition? Yeah, there's this um this sort of like same same but different if that makes sense. So lots of similarities from what we've seen before but different. So um one of the one of the brand one of the brand new uh mechanics was there was essentially like a sentry or a patrol. There was a there was like a a, a diamond 
or like a three diamond type shape floaty yeah thing. yeah i saw that like in your video kind of like the, these little floating gems yeah 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 i, I, yeah, I don't know what it is but yeah floaty gem things and uh if you go within their circle and on their patrol you just get laser beamed and it does quite a bit <laughs> of damage i was like oh geez so that was quite cool and then a lot of there seems to be a lot of lasers there was a big laser beam coming from a cyclops guy in in one of the elite zones and then when we were fighting this beetle scarab boss Again, he sort of started firing laser beams at us and lifting up things that were shooting laser beams at us. There's lots of lasers um, in Brimstone at the moment. <laughs> I don't know where it all came from, but yeah, there was definitely some some new mechanics um, and a couple of the other bosses as well. They just hit really hard and some new styles. I wasn't sort of blown away. It didn't. There wasn't like groundbreaking brand new mechanics in there. It's like things that we've seen elsewhere just applied here on slightly different vibes um but yeah it felt good and it felt really new and it felt like you know i genuinely had a good time running through this dungeon i think that's what i took away from it this felt new it felt fresh there was new things happening and that for me was just like okay this is what i wanted i wanted to feel like this is new and it did feel yeah. like that so with that that essentially when this gets released we will have genesis laz tempest and barnacles as level 60 and then you will have the nadine or i don't know how it's pronounced um um so yeah so that would be five level 60s and then we have the depths as a mutated and we have dynasty as as mutated so giving us current seven um uh, level 60 endgame dungeons have they talked about like what my if there is there any going to be are we going to see starstone are we going to see amarine like mutated at any point here uh this fall i actually i actually didn't question around amarine and starstone getting sort of mutated but i do i, I think I, I think i remember hearing something early on that they wanted to mutate all of the expeditions they weren't mm -hmm. going to sort of leave them behind because it's essentially repeatable content and amarine it's Amrine, you know. You sometimes see someone in chat like, "Can someone help me with Amrine?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah totally. someone, someone will be there. We'll have a go." But it'll be really nice to see Amrine mutated again because um, when the group finder came out, I ran Starstone with a group of low levels, and it was really fun. Like, genuinely, was fun going back to something you haven't done. It's in a such while. a so great. I, these dungeons are beautiful. Oh, excuse me, expeditions. <laughs> <laughs> I think they will. I, I do think they will mutate them at some point. Um, I don't know if it's coming anytime right now like soon i was, soon I was trying update, to think but... when they added depths because it was like huh is that is that something where you're like all of a sudden they cycle those in um to the as a part of the process but i was like oh, i don't know either way like they i think it's starstone and, and amarine are the ones that are the last remaining ones that haven't been so it's not yeah you know. maybe on like a quiet month or a quiet content month when they're yeah. bug fixing or whatever they'll be like there just, you go just mutate amarine that's that's fun there's content there there you go content guys <laughs> go run that yeah absolutely um, that's yeah. kind of one of the things that I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm glad they already have that system, but it does, you know, present challenge. The group finder obviously being a really uh, great addition to the game. And they already talked about version 1.1 and version 2.0. Did y'all see the group finder? Like was, were you using 1.1 in the, in this build that you were using or? We, we sort of, uh, we were all kind of sat next to one another and we we're all in a party. So we just, we just blasted in there. We, we didn't check things. Um, but I, I'm glad to hear that you know the, the group finders getting a look into because at least on my server not many people use it because it's quite um it's a bit of a pain in the bum you know if you go to a, a mutated dungeon a mutated exhibition to find a group in group eight you actually physically have to go and click on mutation eight mm -hmm. to then see the groups within eight 
yeah. actor free. And that's kind of a pain. I think like if, if it was a big screen that showed that there's one on, there's a mutation two here, there's a mutation six here, there's a mutation eight, there's, and then there's five mutation tens, you could actually go and do the mutation eight, even if you are an M10 ready player. And I mm -hmm. think that's really important that they have some sort of visibility across all groups. So hopefully they include that in the next group finder. Yeah, I think uh, it sounds like that is the next update. And then they have version 2.0 what they were working towards, which would list other things besides expeditions, which I think would be great. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. listing for, you know, arenas or be, uh, OPR. Or my, my suggestion was also like, let me list for just open world stuff. Like, hey, we're going to go yeah. do portal farms. Hey, we're going to go do uh Mer the merc guard raid hey we're gonna go just level up this like yeah. just join in let's go and uh we'll great. have some fun like and then also let me put a password on on the on the group finder as well uh search etc like there's a lot of potential in, in that tool and i'm so glad they didn't go with matchmaking and a lot of yeah. people i know they're like oh i want matchmaking it's like you think you do <laughs> but there's a cost to it like as like as long as everybody's okay with the cost of matchmaking then it's a fine system. But when you look at PVE content, it's like, oh yeah, if we're going to have matchmaking, it either means that we're going to have the most toxic matchmaking possible, <laughs> or we're going to have to dumb down the content so that anybody who just gets matched in can clear it. Oh, you brought a fishing pole and nothing else? Good. <laughs> we're ready to rock and roll. You catch, you yeah, cast, yeah. you fish that boss and we'll burn him down. You know, it's like, and then, it, then the complaint becomes like, oh, the game's so linear and so boring and so dull. They're not doing anything interesting. Well, they can't because... You're, you know, like they have, you know, nobody wants that, you know, like they think they do, but you know, it's that the old adage, like, but they really just want an easy win and to go about their day. Like, and then that becomes, that drives more of that chore mentality. Uh, new world feels so relaxing to me all the time. Meaning yeah. when I log in, I don't log in with this, like, oh, I got to do this. 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 Oh, and then I can have fun. And by the time you do all your chores, you're tired. I log into new world. I go, oh, what am I going to do today? And then I go in and just like, you know, go in a direction and then it ends up evolving and it always ends up being this very organic experience depending on who's online and, and how we, we call it. And group finders only made that even more valuable to us. We ran, yeah. uh, we ran uh, Genesis this last week and we're like, y'all cool. We got four of us, uh, group finder, boom, got a guy and we're ready to rock and roll. It was so yeah. nice. It was so convenient. And I was like, all right, yeah, but I agree with you. They need to list that and show that now. We got a question from chat. Doobies is asking the new gems. Are they some sort of new progression system? Uh, nervous face. <laughs> uh, we, we've discussed this a lot and we've sort of looked into the details. So similar to the great sword. When, when we saw some footage of the great sword, there was like uh, a clip where they did 30 K damage and everyone was <laughs> like, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. This can't happen. And I think, you know, that was an early version of what we saw of the great sword. I'm, I'm somewhat, confused about the new gem system because if you start to look into the details of what it can do each gem can add like 50 percent additional damage to like a ranged attack for example mm -hmm. and if you put put this across all of your gear and your gems that adds up to 500 percent extra damage and it's like oh okay that that seems a little bit wild um so i i think i think they maybe need a bit of fine tuning or they're going to change things or maybe you could only have one of you know i think they're called rune glass one of these new rune class rune glass gems at one particular time so i, th I think it's um <laughs> yeah so i'm saying it, it thinks it's potentially just a, a tooltip error so definitely nervous that if that is the case that's going to be worrying but yeah the, the new gems are essentially new progression and, and a way to go 
uh, horizontal again in terms of diversity of builds and what we're going to start to see so yeah the, in essence in, in my opinion yes it is an it, it is a new sort of a it is a new progression system and it's a new sort of diversity system in terms of like builds and stuff like that uh soul angel says not trying to be a negative nancy but in my opinion the numbers look like new world is practically dead they're under <laughs> what two thousand players on steam and they just did another server combined um to, i mean just to kind of throw facts at you they have over two hundred thousand monthly active users just based off of concurrency numbers right now there's 17,000 people playing uh the peak that we've seen is at 26,000 like those are good numbers like it's still within the top 50 games played on steam uh generally in the 30s you know overall so um they did a, some server combines actually that's one of the problems that we have and this would be a good way to kind of end the podcast they actually have queue times on all the servers like if i tried to log in last night uh usually i, I end up waiting about 10 15 minutes to actually get in and, and, and play some people are having longer queues. I know South America is struggling because they're just down to one, like they have just one server. And it's like, if this game, you know, especially the Brimstone Sands updates and the hype and the, the I'm, I'm betting we're going to see marketing uh, behind uh, the Brimstone Sands or the, some kind of push sometime in late September or October or around this, especially if it's stable, that that's going to think drive a lot of people back in here. I think the problem is, is that they're going to have to create new servers and then the the fear is is like do we end up seeing this cycle over again where too many people are playing it because right now the complaint that i hear from the like a majority of people is like oh i'd like to play but like i don't want to wait in a 30 minute queue and <laughs> we've seen long queue times for this game before and i think they're kind of setting themselves back up for that is that is that a concern that you have um oh. We we had a discussion around servers when I'm when I'm out of them, okay. you know, and you know, the, the, there's been multiple times where I do think that they've kind of not failed, but they could have done a lot better with the servers. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely nervous. Uh, I think, like you said, there, you know, we saw a peak of 25k concurrent. I know that's not our statistic that we want to really go by, but people yeah, go by. Is, people, that's what the general population uses. What I think is the better value is what's who's returning and who's new. And we're seeing yeah. tons of returning players and tons of new players. My, a lot of my stream is filled with, Dan, yeah. I'm coming back to the game. What, do, back. what do I do? Right. What do I'm I do? back. I'm back. What do I do? Um, yeah. 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 There's so much stuff and there's so much changes. Oh, this has changed. That's changed. So people, people are really returning to the game. And it's, you know, if it can hold steady at a concurrent of 20 to 25K, then you're looking at good numbers on your servers. You could, yeah. the game could survive on one server if the server's full. Man, you got you got a good two two and a half thousand people there that you can enjoy yeah. the game with. So I, I I think I think they need to look at the servers and make sure that when they push Brimstone out, that they are ready to kind of expand and yeah. and be ready for this. I that, think I've seen a lot a... of people say they want to come back for a new fresh server, like where it's like, yeah. hey, yeah, we want to have that new land rush again. And I think that yep. could actually be something that's a part of announce. Hey guys, new server uh, as a part of that experience, you know, the new player experience, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's going to add a lot of value to it. But yeah, anybody who says the, the game is dead, like I would highly question their understanding of how MMOs function. Um, and that's not me trying to be rude and dunk on anybody. It's just that like how people perceive the MMO isn't how it's actually like managed and functioning. So the uh, one of the things that's actually a real good sign of health is if you look at this, uh, the summer medley fair, the peak players like, they're hitting they're hitting real close they haven't really had a massive drop off as opposed to like where typically you see people jump in with an update and like hey let's see what's going on with it like mm -hmm. overall like every weekend it's in that 20 uh 500 2600 which was the hype of the the update itself so that actually is a real good sign of health that people are 
sticking around and and i'm seeing that i'm seeing lots of returning players lots of new players people asking hey should i come back and these are the right questions that you want within any health of an mmo the question though like that what soul angel is really getting at though is like is it is it worth it or is there still a risk is there still a risk uh in your mind of new world and its future because we know that scott's already got something in in you know in the holster ready to kind of like spring on us like is if somebody was and has already played the game what what was the what would be the two things you would tell them that that you feel like would get them to, to update and, and jump back in i'll say you'd be a fool if you didn't give it another try <laughs> <laughs> Fools, <laughs> you are a fool no like, I, I tell everybody you know I, probably about two three weeks ago i was telling people don't even don't even download it yet just wait you know just wait if you quit the game in the first two months just wait you know you're you clearly need something big to kind of change your mind monarchs uh, excuse me yes monarchs everfall is really going to do that for people mm -hmm. um especially to start in zones that is going to be a big game changer if someone hasn't played the game if they if they quit the game two months into release delete your character start fresh mm. and and just you know just play the game from from a brand new experience because so much has genuinely changed for these for these players from what they would have experienced back in the day and i really think that with a with a big up, update like this what you said and i think a lot of people are suggesting it as well having a new server where you cannot transfer to it you can yeah. only create new characters on it oh, that'd be really exciting. enhanced it, it really enhanced their experience as well because some of the best times i had in the game was you know running down a road and people ambushing me or people laying in dead alligators and ambushing me and all these kind of crazy things were happening that only happens when there's a lot of players around so mm. I, I think i think yeah give the game a tr give the game a try now ready for the brimstone because there's a lot of new changes that would probably uh, help you as a player both casually and sort of you know a little bit more competitively to understand now before all of this new stuff comes out as well yeah. now in in terms of uh like souls angel here honestly asking the right the right questions now i actually posted a video going over all the things that have changed but to your like just what I say is like, come join us on Friday nights. We're playing together. We're hanging out in discord, but yeah, they got rid of keys for dungeons. In fact, you can actually have a, a group finder in which that you can easily get access to the content and do the content. Uh, they've added in so much nice quality of life in terms of inventory, in terms of travel, uh, people advocate for mounts and I haven't yet seen a need for a mount because fast travel is so convenient that it ends up, I think mounts, I don't, I'm not fighting against the idea, but I'm just like, yeah, as the world grows, then I could see that becoming more and more value. Brimstone Sands, being that you've got probably a larger set of, you know, if nothing's happening, then yeah, like, yeah, I'd like to maybe cross that a little bit faster. Uh, and they've already made it faster where you run on roads naturally. So you run faster on roads. Like there is just this, you know, sense of traversal and things that they've improved that has been, I think, massively helpful for the game. Lots of friction has been removed, lots of quality of life. And then they're adding content. The content in my mind is king. You know, yeah. so whenever anybody says that they come back, it's like, when, 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 how long has it been since you played? Like, if you quit in July, yeah, maybe wait till October. You know, wait till yeah. that, that content drops so you're not sitting here, you know, burning yourself out. Like, oh, I'm at six, you know, I'm at the highest gear. I got the best BIS of all this cool stuff that I like. Well, yeah, maybe maybe we take a break. But if like you haven't played since like March, 
Now's the perfect time to start. In fact, the Summer Medley Fair is still going on at the time of this recording. Uh, and if you are level 20, uh, I, I see, I would be like, oh, I, I have a hard time deleting a character. But like, <laughs> yeah. if you got level 20, you can take part. You can start playing the musical instruments. You can really get into like these new systems that they've added. And it, they're wild. Like it's, it feels like the devs are having fun. That's how, that's my pitch when I, when everyone's like, I, I feel like the dev that they're talking to us, they're listening to us. And they're having fun and they're bringing in cool ideas to the game itself. So I'm, I'm generally excited every month to hear from them, to see like, what are they thinking next? Because there is so much potential. There's so many things that they could, that they could bring in, that they could do, um, that has me excited. And it, it, it feels like it's a really good, respectful blend of what made MMOs great in my mind, like Final Fantasy 11. I saw, uh, you know, Paul Pierre talking about that. Uh, a second ago, but also like even the new school where it's like, okay, yeah, we, we get it. You got jobs. You, you're not, not everybody's a streamer. Not everybody can play this game all the time. Like we understand that we want to, we want to respect both. So it does feel like there's a real strong community um, within the game that that's still sticking around. And, and the numbers going green are always a good sign. I do think we'll see a dip, you know, in September, I do think we might see a dip, um, you know, after brimstone because it's, you know, like we got to know what's next, but uh, Danny, yeah. where can people find you? Um, why don't you plug anything you got uh, for them, and uh, and then we'll we'll release you back out into the wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate, it, man. Um, find me on Twitch. Twitch is the Twitch is the main place. So just type in Danny or Danny TV, and you'll find me. I'm pretty much live every day, 9 a.m. UK time, uh, yeah. most of the day. So I'm pretty much live every day. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm there. Oh, I'm always I'm I'm always uh, enjoying lurking. So I appreciate, appreciate you making you, appreciate, appreciate me uh, making time, and I'm so excited that you got to go hands on with it. I can't wait till we can be testing out the PTR. Last time you and I met in the PTR, you kicked my ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, we we got we got into a three three arena randomly, and I'm like, I just got murdered by Terry. This is great. <laughs> we must meet again. Like the PTR actually is something. You know, I've got some really cool friends in NA, and I really hope that we can all kind of get together again on the PTR and just yeah. meet up. And it's it's yeah. a really cool place. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see you in there, and you know, yeah, absolutely, get some payback, kick my ass. Oh, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if my great sword, uh, great sword, still skills can bring it. Can bring it. We'll see. Anyway, Danny, thanks so much for joining me, guys. This has been uh, having, uh, another episode of the Epic Loot Radio podcast. Thanks so much for all y'all who tuned in live. Be sure to leave us a rating over on uh, all the podcast places where podcasts are found that's a great way of helping us out and uh until next time guys we will hopefully wish you all the best and we'll see you soon take care